Welcome to another episode of the Coffee Roaster Warm Obsessions podcast. And I don't know why the only thing that keeps running through my mind is stay classy. What is it? Stay classy? <laughs> no. B- uh, uh, Boston uh, or? No. What is it? Is, is that, are you talking about the one from uh, Mr. Burgundy? Yeah, yeah, Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. Yeah. It's like, no. stay classy. San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> that, that like was that. like, yeah. that was just the most random yeah, I need to watch that one. Yeah. All of a sudden, it popped up on Apple TV. Remember I was telling you, like, oh, Apple TV so. is, like, featuring movies? Yeah, yeah. That's one of yeah. them. Dude, shout out to Apple TV. Best streaming network. I, honestly, I think so. I think they're crushing it. The only thing is they just don't have enough volume. Like, you watch a show and you're like, cool. Well, there's nothing to watch. You got to wait a year until another film is produced yeah. or something. But when they do release it, I think they're bangers. Way better than Netflix. Um, the Way better than Dude, any other show. Netflix struggling. Yeah. Struggling. Yeah. All righty. Well, let's pour some batchy. Uh, let's get some coffee rolling and then we'll uh, jump into this episode. Oh, Sir, what are you doing? I don't know. I was my guy. <laughs> this is a spillage here. There's a yeah, whole, I was just watching the way we have a spill on aisle three here. <laughs> Do we have right. any towels? Microfiber should, towels. I'll go get some. Okay, sick. Right. You can. I'll pour myself some. Oh man, I was I, I was just distracted by a thought that I'm like, man, I'm, I don't think I'm wearing the right shirt for the pod. Why? I wanted to wear my t-shirt. It's a little, a little toasty. I, don't know, I didn't think I would want to be like that formal with a nice little uh, button up and the chance hat. I I think I think I'm gonna I want to create like this persona for the pod. <laughs> like <laughs> I always think about the fact that Peter McKinnon got like very famous on the owl hat from James Coffee. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that was like that was his initial fame. Was everyone talked about no, the guy was, with the owl hat? That wasn't hat. his fame. That was just a, a touch to his fame. Character, yeah. yeah he made character. a character out yeah. of it. Like, that's what I'm thinking. I need to find that hat, that <laughs> iconic piece of something to wear on every episode. Dude. It's much better. It's is substantially better mm-hmm. than last week mm-hmm. of this, uh, of the same coffee being brewed. Yeah. Substantially better. Still bright. Still bright. Yeah. You know what the interesting thing is? Is we went a half a step coarser last time. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 knowing what it tastes now at a half step finer, it didn't taste under extracted. When then? Yeah. It just tasted dull, like kind of flat and suppressed. But if it was coarser. I know, but I'm thinking like, yeah, but if, but it was coarser, you'd expect it to be way brighter and way sour, yeah. way more yeah, sour. Yeah, I see what but then mean. all of a sudden we tightened it. And it just became more flavorful, but it didn't taste sour yeah, before, which is weird. Bright. Yeah. 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 Totally. It almost yeah. got brighter as you find it up for some reason. Yes. That makes yeah. sense. Which You're is still extracting more. I think that right. was how poorly extracted the last batch was. Could be. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. But but did you do 50 grams in and 800 for water? Yeah. I think I did like 780 for water or something. Okay. Yeah. Tastes fine. Tastes like last time was watery and weak and... Yeah. Under this tastes fine. I think it could go even finer. Oh yeah, for sure. But like, yeah, which is weird because this coffee naturally clogs. We've mm. been brewing, but yeah. then you're we're grinding way finer. I don't know. Maybe it just needs more contact yeah. time. Yeah, it's great. It's not bad. Good uh, in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Nothing compared to the cupping. Mm-hmm. But you're still getting a little bit of the blackberry, just That's a slightly 
um, kind of berry, fruity. Um, is this the same slight roast boozy, as the last Slight one? boozy. Um, yeah. Same. Okay. I was yeah. going to say, it still tastes slightly fresh. Oh, no. But it can't be. That's no, like it's three two. weeks off roast. You put It's pushing two, over two. Um, yeah. But definitely could go way finer, yeah. which is exciting. It's like zingy. Like a nice mm-hmm. zinger. That's like the zippy or zingy acidity. Yeah. Still, yeah, it has like that booziness that I'm get that I was getting out off of the Diego coffees. That's why this keeps reminding me of the Diego coffees. Oh, dude, that soup was great. That was a very <laughs> complex soup. Um, speaking of having a little persona on the podcast, listen, you can get a persona on the mm. podcast once we win the Sprudgy podcast uh award whatever that is they have they have an award for everything it's like best best toenails okay who (laughs) knows what that is (laughs) like how do you even know that who do you nominate for that like i don't know look around peek around you know brewing counters look at your barista (laughs) what's some i don't know strange things yeah so Um, i mean speaking of counters and toenails what's it called um you said like steve jobs is what is it? Uh, Burks. Burks sold for like twenty thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I when you told me when you were in the cafe this morning, we talked yeah. about all this, and you mentioned came that, out of nowhere. Yeah, that folks were like dropping us, and then well, I mean, I didn't even know the spreadies were going. I on didn't again. know. I either. totally forgot about yeah. it. Um, but then to hear that folks were nominating our podcast, um, and then tagging us on IG for that, like that was. That was a surreal, yeah. like, kind of feeling. Yeah. Thought. Yeah. But, it's great. friends, if you, if you're, you know, first off, if you haven't left a review or put some stars mm-hmm. on this podcast streaming platform that you're listening on, go ahead and do that. Drop some, drop some, some ratings. Some ratings help us. Um, we're still a pretty low key podcast, but we're also 80 plus episodes deep which yeah. is pretty insane to think uh we're gonna have a re- some really fun guests coming up here um we're just doing some planning mm-hmm. um but that being said if you really want to go the step an extra step and you feel like we've done you justice <laughs> with the coffee info over 80 episodes yeah. we're one of the one of the few Still podcasts yeah. that are that are consistently uploading so if we've helped in any way friends head over to Sprudge. Go submit that vote. I don't care if you vote for anything else mm-hmm. on there. Just go to the podcast section, drop in Coffee Roast Warm Obsessions podcast by Mirror Coffee Roasters. We'd Do appreciate it. it. That'd be mean fun. the world. Yeah. So it would be insane. Like, honestly, I I don't know. We might just retire the podcast once that happens. <laughs> <laughs> just we won. All right. On to the next thing. Yeah. The that, next one be is fun. best yeah. uh, coffee film yeah. video. Yeah, um, that'd be fun. Uh, I'm getting into a mood of like... Uh, nostalgic kind of reminiscent mood thinking about how long the podcast has been around have we done an episode how on long that? the what the podcast oh the podcast yeah I like podcast sorry yeah i'm like stumbling over my words right now but maybe we should one day we should do a podcast on like like a look back or maybe here's an idea you can take a bunch of little uh yeah. segments out of each podcast and stitch yeah. Them. yeah moments podcast yeah hundredth episode i don't know we were thinking about something cool for the hundredth episode that's right that's right so, it's coming know, why not maybe a hundred and first episode yeah 101st yeah. 101 yeah that's good excellent. stuff good yeah. times but um anyways so yeah this 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 episode um you know uh i think there's a lot of things in coffee that you know if you're in coffee for so long that you start to there are some things that 
you know, are assumed and implied, but not necessarily stated very often. I don't know if that makes sense, but it makes sense a lot in my mind that we just assume that some of the basic elementary things are just like a given. Like everybody knows that. Why are we going to talk about it? When in reality, like uh, everybody's in different parts of their journey, um, in their coffee career, in their coffee um, Mm -hmm. you know, adventure or education, wherever they're at, you know? And so actually today I, I I came across a post on uh, a Facebook group that we're a part of that made me really think, um, cause somebody was asking like, Hey, where do I find coffee beans for my coffee shop? But I was thinking about it. Um, to me, it's obvious. Well, duh, I'm a coffee roaster, obviously me. (laughs) Um, but that's not, that's not quite the case, you know, and I think there's there's a lot of variables to keep in mind where, you know, somebody like you, Serge, who, you know, you've been a manager for a handful of years. For you, it might be second nature to where your mind goes in different avenues as to mm-hmm. what goes into a buying decision of choosing the right coffees and origins and all this stuff mm-hmm. for your cafe. Or it may not, might not be the cafe. It may be the cafe, maybe maybe you want to open up a bre- like a breakfast joint yeah. where you just like you have tasty, insane brekkie, but then you want like a little sipper on the side yep. to serve batch brew, or you know maybe you want to open up like um, yeah a breakfast spot or maybe a coffee cart. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to open up like a like a very minimal like hole in the wall that's only open like two days a week, yep. which we've seen happen yep. before. So. And, um, or, you know, maybe you're like at a church yeah. and you're like, office. So, yeah. and somebody's like, dude, you're the coffee guy, you know, stuff. Can yep. you set up a coffee bar? Cause we yep. want to start introducing that to our guests or employees or whatever yep. it is. Um, and so there's, there's some thought process that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of what we wanted to talk about, even though it may seem very basic and simple. So what do you think, what's the first thing to keep in mind as to a first, um, well, well, two things is one, what coffee should mm-hmm. you get for your cafe or your coffee car or your business or church or whatever? And where do you find that? Yeah. Who do you go to f- for that? I think you've nailed the first one already. That's one determining like what kind of business you are and what uh, guests are you trying to serve? Like, what are those guests looking for? Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be completely different if you're in office, just wants some drip coffee, which we have friends who do that. They yep. just buy yep. coffee from us. They have a subscription and basically they're just providing black drip coffee or maybe, you know, with cream in their office on a ratio of six. Yeah. Um, almost like a home setup, but in a public place. Yeah. Very easy. You know what I mean? You're, that's a whole different determining factor than let's say you're a mom and pop cafe that's mm-hmm. looking to create a bunch of flavor drinks, blended drinks, and you're looking for that coffee flavor. Maybe you're a bakery that's adding coffee into your bake. Or a bakery, so, yeah. Yeah, that's, so that's like excellent. you have, um, those are those determining factors or those are the major determining factors in what you will be looking for. So mm-hmm. I think, um, for example, to use that same example, if you're like our friend who, our friend Kyle, who is serving our coffee in his real estate office, for example, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things he wants to create like uh, kind of a welcoming atmosphere. So you have to think about like what coffees are going to um, basically represent like his personality, who he is, mm-hmm. and then what coffees are also going to be welcoming to the group. So yep. with that mindset, um, thinking those things through, 
the first thing is to look around, I would say locally, right? Like who is roasting coffee near me? I mean, that may even be a Google search, like coffee roasters near me. And starting there and then picking up samples, right? Right. That, that That would be the main thing. Thoughts? Yeah, for sure. I think I think knowing who you're going to be serving is a big one. Right. Because and the the what I want to highlight there is that sometimes what you would want to drink is not what the people walking through your doors want to drink. Right. And what the people walking through your doors want to drink might not be what you want to drink. Right. And so that's kind of like a difficult thing that you actually have to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, a little more you have to consider that when you're you know, when you're uh, a business or cafe, like a bakery or like a diner mm-hmm. or a breakfast spot, uh, that's going to be a little bit more um, important to think about as opposed to like an office. An yeah. office space is like, dude, this is a this is something free we're providing for yeah. our employees, you know. Yeah. Um, take it or leave it. Yeah, take yeah. it or leave it kind of thing. So you really have to consider that. And mm-hmm. so as much as, you know, as much as you might want to be drinking fruity naturals and anaerobic coffees but if everybody who walks in through your through your you know through your bakery Mm -hmm. who's picking up a croissant and doesn't like that it might not be as successful as you want it to be and i think that's so important you have to keep in mind and that's very sometimes very difficult to to think about and wrap your mind around so you you're gonna want to consider those options and maybe even find ways to work around them Mm -hmm. maybe sacrifice a little bit from yourself but maybe have two options have, yeah. you know, it's okay to have, you know, for some people, for those listening to the podcast, um, we have a specific kind of niche people, group of people group, that listen yeah. to our podcast, but might actually mean serving a dark roast yeah. and then having an anaerobic coffee right next to it. Yep. Now that would be an insane combo to have inside one building, yep. but it may be actually the smartest and best thing, both for you financially, yep. for your customers, for, um, for yourself, just the enjoyment. Cause you, I hope you enjoy it, you yeah. know? Um, so I think that's very important to keep in mind, but, um, I, th- I think, I think you're right. Uh, the, the kind of where you are going with that is like, find a roasting company near you and get some samples. And I yeah. think that's, I think all those things work together because, you know, you need to consider what, what your guests like and what you like, mm-hmm. write that out and then ask yourself, which roasting companies near me, preferably near me, can provide that flavor profile and that flavor experience, or which roasting companies around the country can provide that for you if there's nobody in your town or in your city that can offer that. So, you know, and most of us, um, you know, if you're going to offer a coffee, most of us are already drinking coffee. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself, like, man, did you, is there a coffee shop that you normally go to that serves like your favorite drip or your favorite latte and it's okay to walk in there as you know for some people that might be uncomfortable but it's okay to walk in there and say hey who's roasting your coffee yes i like it yep and you know some people might think oh my gosh like that's competition or or i don't want to serve somebody that's already being served in town listen that's such a minor thing yeah like don't get hung up on that your your goal is to offer a really beautiful wonderful experience to yeah. um to your friends and to the people who are going to be coming in and yeah. you know wherever you are whether yeah. once again whether you're an office or a bike bakery or a diner or whatever it is yeah so I, I again like touching a little bit on like idea of like competition again if your if your whole business is not necessarily defined around coffee 
Yeah. Uh, maybe it is like breakfast or our friends at Juxtap tap house. Yeah. They're a tap tap uh, house tap room yeah. um, with food, but they serve our cold brew that they buy from us wholesale. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, it doesn't really matter if like there's a cafe down the road that serves the cold brew. No. Or it it, had, it doesn't play anything. I would say even sales-wise, it does not matter because mm-hmm. you're providing a different experience and this is an addition to already a flavor palette that you're developing across your taps and options that you're providing. And actually, I'm gonna even go in further. I would say, yes, it doesn't actually play that big of a role, but actually on top of that, people who are going somewhere else Mm-hmm. might actually show up to you because they're so f- familiar with that flavor profile. Yep. They actually enjoy it. So when, you know, when their friends are like, hey, where do we go? Oh, we can go here. Oh, I like the coffee because they also serve mirror like yep. the other guys. And yep. I'm a fan of mirror. You know what yep. I mean? Like, like, I don't know, like, um, yeah, I, yep. it's like, it's like if a, if a, if a, if a place is already serving what your customers like, yeah. they're just giving it to yeah. them. It gives them another reason to actually walk through your yeah. door. So might actually be a... But I, I think there is also a valid point to make is when it could be competition is when like five identical cafes within like a mile are all, their slogan is serving the best coffee and you know what I mean? There's a lack of definition to a cafe yeah. and everyone is serving the same coffee. Then there's competition. But again, if there's attributes in your business mm-hmm. or your restaurant that are setting you apart and coffee is just one of the things that you're offering. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for a tap house, it's going to look completely different than if you are a multi-roaster who wants to bring on similar coffees in town. For sure. So it, it it's not like, hundred percent like black and white and it's not an easy answer here that's why defining and understanding your company and then understanding your guests is key um but i I also think within that it's like let's say you reached out to a roasting company you've talked to them and you've kind of uh established an idea of what you want there's still going to be a ton of options to dig through right like of course a ton like i mean especially things like colombian coffee is not really like a obvious answer and how they taste. We're getting so many flavor profiles from, yeah. you know, Colombia right now. Of course. So I think one of the easy things to do, as intimidating it may sound for some new cafe owners or business owners, is to quote unquote cup coffees or, you know, do a coffee tasting. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's, that's such an important part that a lot of the times... I hear cafe owners or um, establishments that are choosing coffee are not doing that. Mm-hmm. And I would say like, you should. That, yeah. that That's a big part of choosing coffee is actually tasting it, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, yeah, cupping for sure is, you know, our ideal way of tasting coffees. And mm-hmm. we do that all the time. We just did it like 30 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at the least what you could do is get those samples in from this roasting company and... Brew it up in many different ways. Yeah. Brew it on French press, brew it on pour over, brew it on, you know, espresso, uh, brew it on batch brew. You have a drip coffee machine, brew it on there. And ask yourself, you know, also like, what kind of drinks am I going to be offering? Yep. And then go and make that drink with that coffee and see, do I like it? Is this rubbing me the wrong way? Is this, you know, not tasty? Mm-hmm. What do we, and, and go from there and let that be actually a, a big guiding factor to to your decision. Um, so, yeah. That also, that also would help, like, 
taking that feedback from that experience, bringing it back to the roaster or having that feedback as almost a library of what you like and don't like yes. is very good to have because yes. then you can go back to the roaster or meet another roaster or even contact someone now like outside of your area, you kind of have an idea of what you're looking for in flavor. And you can say, you know, I cupped this coffee or tried this coffee and I like this, but I really didn't like this. For sure. Is there something that you have that we can lean on this? Yes. That's so much for easier sure. to have a conversation. Yeah. You know? I think that's that's helpful also for the for the roaster to get you exactly what you need. Yeah. I mean, I remember we just reached out to Distretto Coffee. I think that's how you pronounce it. Down in Los Angeles. They're just opening up a cafe in the near future. So if you're in Los Angeles, keep your eyes peeled for that. But I reached out. I was like, hey, I heard you're starting a cafe and you might need some coffee beans. Um, what are you looking for? And he literally got back to me, said, hey, um, this is the flavor profile that we're going for. This is kind of we're huge fans of Central Southern South American coffees, all this stuff. And I was like, dude, I know exactly what you're looking for. I know exactly the flavor profile you're going for. And guess what? We have a, a coffee that's going to get really, really close to that. Mm -hmm. And um, and we shipped it. He tried it alongside of a handful of other coffee roasters and said, dude, these guys nailed it and they had exactly what I needed. Yeah. And that was, I was only, I was able to do that simply because mm -hmm. he had some information to give to me that I could then help him find what he needed. Yeah. And if, you know, sometimes people give, you know, ask us of flavor profiles and we're like, we're actually the wrong people for that. We yeah. can't offer that yeah. actually. But hey, but let me tell you, there's a guy down the street that roasts coffee I think he can actually have a better flavor profile for you. Yeah. So I, th I think that's, um, I think it's just going to be important for the roaster, but then also for you and might save you some time of tasting coffees that you might not enjoy yeah. or you might enjoy. Um, that being said, I think something else I remember from my conversation with Distretto is that um, they had like a price ballpark that they wanted right, to play with. That. And I think that's very important. Like um, maybe give some insight as to um, you, uh, you guys at Narrative. Mm-hmm. You guys have a very interesting coffee yeah. selecting process, but not to get too deep into that. Mm -hmm. Talk about a little bit about the pricing. How do you guys yeah. how do you guys approach that? Again, because our major focus at narrative is coffee itself, um, we're able to have a fluid uh, price. And it's the classic, you know, market price. So everything is always changing mm -hmm. for us and we up like uh mark up our coffees basically the same but because different coffees from different roasters are coming at a different wholesale price mm -hmm. we just kind of have a sliding scale and it just moves with the coffee itself so it, ma it makes it fairly easy for us to price coffees but it also can be slightly complicated in a sense for me as a manager i deal with like i don't know what around 15 different coffees and i have to price each coffee out and they're not always the same. So th there's well, that movement. Go when ahead. you're buying when you're buying coffee, does that is that something you're thinking about or is that something what when narrative oh, yeah, thinks yeah. about? That's what I mean yeah, more on the sure. coffee buying. Yeah. Um, is that something that people should be bringing to the roaster? Yeah, yeah that's or, also been part of our conversation. Of course, I mean, I mean you, me, and yeah. Max even talked about it um, from a, like a roaster to multi-roaster uh, cafe conversation. Um, and... Gosh, I, I don't want to say a lot on this because still there's things we're deciding, but there's this so-called equation on basically price to 
kind of reward. Like, mm. because there's some coffees that are all priced within a certain range. And we have to process the flavor and be like, okay, is this flavor profile or is this coffee worth this price? Even mm-hmm. though um, it tastes similar to maybe a different coffee at a different price. You see what I mean? There's that tension. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, that pricing, there is a small determining factor. But again, within the model of how we're serving coffee, it's almost like, hey, if the coffee is expensive, we're just going to charge more for it. Does that right. make sense? Doesn't but, I mean, but I think I think well correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But you guys you guys buy accordingly. So it's not like you guys are gonna buy a bunch of coffees, just the most expensive ones. No, no, right. There's so a there's tier. there's yeah. some kind of thought process that goes into yeah. that. For sure. There, there is a tier in a sense, and also because uh, again, we serve like a wild and a tame. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some coffees that are gonna be not as high of price. Mm-hmm. as others like rare like obviously you know we're gonna serve a gesha but we're yeah. also gonna serve some common coffees that are much more approachable mm-hmm. to people mm-hmm. so yes there is that deciding factor when we're purchasing these coffees from other roasters like what can we serve and where can we serve it where does it fit on our menu and how does the pricing come out for it for sure yeah. i think that's like a whole other podcast of its own right. is like pricing stuff. How do you communicate pricing to, you know, the people in your cafe or in your, um, in your space that you're serving yeah. coffee? Cause I mean, uh, how you buy coffee for a cafe is going to be very different than how you buy coffee for your office space or a diner yes. or a diner, that, that's you my know? Point. Yeah. And that's something that I think you very much need to consider. And so, um, because, you know, like at a cafe or bakery, you might be charging them for something at an office space or at a church. It might be you're offering it for free mm-hmm. and you can't buy insanely expensive, juicy, beautiful geishas, you know, even though you might want to. Yeah. It may not be the most, the smartest thing to yeah, do. Totally. But I think, you know, reflecting back on this um, episode as we wrap this up, um, I think all of these you know this uh, this episode wasn't simply to say this is the this is the coffee that you should be buying mm-hmm. and this is the exact template but it's more as giving you a guiding direction in what direction you should go yeah. and it's really just outlaying like hey if you of these questions that we've asked in this episode if you can answer all of them mm-hmm. put them on a sheet and then stand back and look at it overall that will actually narrow down your options quite a bit. Yep. Like, look a lot. Like, if you can figure out, this is the flavor profile I'm going for. I like light roasted coffee or dark roasted coffee. All of a sudden, all your, the amount of options that may be overwhelming, Mm -hmm. like, what do I buy? All of a sudden, now you're like, oh, there's actually a select few that might actually fit this. And that might make it easier for you to choose um, what's right for your space. Yeah, I and like in these short, like, I mean, we're under 30 minutes, yeah. but in this short little segment of a podcast, we only basically touched on two major things, right? It's like deciding based on preference and maybe quote unquote quality. Yeah. And also like deciding based on like price and how yeah. those two things actually go hand in hand. Like yeah. those, those are kind of the major ones, but there's also so many like, other things that are like deciding factors. So I I would say like, this is a good starting point to ask those questions, like you said, to kind of separate and push things away and bring things in, but then don't stop there. 
Mm-hmm. Then continue to explore other opportunities. Like, why do you want to go local? Why would you not want to go local? Right. Um, how are you going to process, like, uh, basically shipping, all of the supply chain things? Yes. Um, what's the future going to look like with this coffee? Like, mm-hmm. do you want to then um, turn into, like, white labeling your own coffee? Right. Like, there's so much other questions that you should start processing. But I think if you start with those two, you'll kind of, push unnecessary things out of the way and then continue to focus on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think um, definitely this is not, you know, an end-all be-all. There's Mm -hmm. so many more things that are going into hand. You know, on the flip side, if you're uh, a cafe or bakery, I mean, this is wild, but maybe you don't need to be buying coffee. Maybe you should go and roast your own coffee. That's that's a that's a curveball yeah. in the conversation, totally. but yep. um, but I think it's 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 worth thinking about. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully this gave you guys some kind of direction um, to head into, and hopefully this was helpful. So, um, any final thoughts? Yeah. Here's an idea. Here's a thought to all of our uh, techie friends who are listening. Like maybe there needs to be like a network, an app, or a database that helps connect folks who are, or maybe there is, and I just don't know about it, helps connect roasters and other um, like cafes or folks who want to serve coffee in their establishment. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like some kind of connection. It would basically be like a sales job for like all the roasting companies <laughs> in the United States. Um, <laughs> Which, but I think it could be a powerful yeah. tool. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, that I mean, what that brings up is um, what I was going to say is that, you know, make sure you utilize your community and your network of people. Yeah. That's such a big thing is like literally find all the people who already have own cafes or own some kind of small business restaurant or whatever, and just ask around. Mm-hmm. It's totally okay to ask somebody for help for choosing something like this and just see why, why they like it, why they don't like it, what's been tough, what's been hard and what's been easy and great. And just ask around. Yeah. I mean, I mean, totally and, and if you're listening and you're not a cafe owner, let's say you're a home barista, I mean, honestly, there, there's probably folks in your like sphere of influence that look to you as the coffee person. Yes. Um, therefore, yes. you have a voice to shout out your favorite roasting company. And, and that is very helpful. I'll tell yeah. you, like that kind of word of mouth, because one, you as a the coffee person in your yeah. circle of friends, you have established a degree of trust and therefore that trust has so much value for other roasting companies that you can basically share. You know what? I've loved like Onyx Coffee Lab, like you should serve them or yeah. I've loved Mirror, like you should serve them yeah, yeah. because that word, that relationship and trust built is going to carry a lot of weight. And trust me, the owner who's starting this will will appreciate that help. Yeah. You're actually sure. doing them a favor. Yeah. So, um, well, friends, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Coffee Restaurant Obsessions podcast. Uh, hopefully this was helpful. Um, this went by way quicker than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for tuning in if you're listening, still listening this far. But remember, as always, reflect what's good.